Hey guys, welcome back to the Lift Your Life podcast. I am your host, Holly, and this is episode 35. And today I am joined by the lovely Jasmine Jeffrey, who I'm sure most of you are very familiar with already. But if not, she is the owner of Compaq, which is basically a one-stop shop for everything competing-wise, like everything you need for your stage essentials, backstage essentials, posing shoes, everything like that. Um, And she's also my sponsor. So I'm sponsored by Compact and one of the athletes. So me and Jasmine go way, way back, uh, back to when I first started competing. So I thought I'd just get her on the podcast today because she has just come out of a very successful competitive season. Um, and I think she had a lot of experiences from it that I'd like to talk to her about today and kind of get her opinion on. Because I've actually, I went to a couple of her shows. We never had a chance to like fully catch up on everything going on for the whole season. So I think this would be a good opportunity to do that as well. And then maybe touch on a little bit of the post-show experience this time versus last time, because Jasmine's been through a couple of seasons now and everyone's post-show and off-seasons are all different each time. So, and you always learn a little bit new things each time about them so that is pretty much it so Jasmine would you like to give a little bit of a background about who you are where you come from what's your story <laughs> what's the crack uh firstly OG I feel like you're my OG and I'm your OG in like yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about that just then because like yeah you remember your first order was so I launched in March 2018 and your order was in April 2018 oh my god no way was it only a month yeah Oh my god! Full on OG. That's mad. <laughs> Crazy. Um, but yes, yeah, so me and Holly like have gone way, way back. Um, and I'm very, very, very happy that she's in my little circle because she's helped me more. Like she's not just helped me like professionally, but she's also helped me personally. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> cry already. <laughs> Don't cry again. We've done that. We've done the cry. We've both done the cry. But um, no, honestly, it's been so nice to have like. Obviously, last competing season, I was behind, like, backstage with you and stuff. So it's so nice to have you there at Fitex and NFM and Battle of Bedford. So, no. Yeah, it was free, actually. It did quite well. Support did you. really I was, well. I was a good show day, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, God, I don't even know where to start, hon. I'm so bad at these. Um, but, yes, I'm from Northampton. Um, I've pretty much spent all my life here. I did uni in Manchester. Not Manchester, I did uni in Not- Nottingham, a year in Malaysia, did a year in Manchester and then came back to Northampton. Um, and yeah, it's really surreal even when you say like Jasmine's had like a successful competing season. I'm just like, what? <laughs> Is that <laughs> me? <laughs> yeah, because like you know, and you know that I've never, I, I would never class myself as a successful um competitor in any sense. Like I've always done this for fun always done this for fun for me it was it's still a very personal thing um and when I first got into competing it was just to get over a massive fear of mine which was the fear of being judged everyone staring at me me walking like me being in front of people public speaking like it was such a big personal thing for me um so yeah I I think my last season was 2018 and I got first call outs center stage didn't place and then I got two top threes which I was so happy with the top threes you know how happy I was with those um so yeah to go from that taking three years out not really to be really honest I weren't sure whether I was going to compete again I always kind of played with it but I never was like yeah I'm 100% going again um 
so yeah to kind of do this prep on the sly doing a very secret one um and then what's turned out how it is it's like it's just mad but I'm so glad I did a secret prep um that is probably the biggest thing that I could tell anyone to do is like if you feel the pressure easily um and you don't want to share everything and you kind of like what I felt the secret prep was able for me to do was to kind of do life as normal because no one knew there was no reason for me to talk about it there's no reason for me to share it like it was just it not case it, it was in the background but it wasn't it didn't completely take over my life as quickly this time um because no one knew it was just like business as usual just have to crack on and I actually love that like I really really enjoyed that and I think it showed me that I can do this <laughs> I, I can do the business and I can do prep like thinking about going forward I don't think like I did really well and I'm so grateful for the girls like both the athletes and the team around me but I think on reflection I'm like hmm I can I can do it I've definitely proved myself that I can do it the busiest time of the year and do my own stuff but I think tactically going forward now I'd probably do like early of the year because again I've never done early of the year before um I'm going on a massive tangent but yeah to go from (laughs) go from where I have done um for my own personal competing stuff so then I think I won six times. Well, that sounds mad. I've never that said that. Crazy. No, you need to. Okay, we need to break this down. So when when was your first show? So, hang on, I need to. It was September, mid-September. We need to know um, every single show. Like, talk us through each one. Okay, I've got to get the calendar. Two seconds. Right. So, um, the first, yeah, the first kind of show weekends. It was the 18th and 19th of September. Um, I was really unsure, like what I had to try and do was put, right, I'm judging that one. I'm tanning at that one. I know someone that's going to that one, so I need to go and watch and support them. It was like, it was really trying to think about, right, I'm not going to, if I've got a date in the diary, I've got a date in the diary. I'm not going to take myself away. So like fifth, the 5th of September, graftism, I could have easily, think, looking back, I thought, oh, I could have actually jumped into that. And I really wanted to do a two bros. But I already agreed to Tallinn and I thought I don't I knew it was a busy show. So I thought I'm not gonna, as much as I would like to do that show, I'm just thought, no, like I've agreed to Tanning, I'm gonna do business as usual. <laughs> and I just cracked on. Um and then the week after I had judging at Bournemouth. Mm. So again, already agreed to it. No one knew I was I, I obviously I had the diet face, but no one I never told anyone what I was doing. Um, so then I kind of thought, right, 18th and 19th, I've got FitX and NFM. And I wasn't sure whether to do both or to do one or the other. But I honestly just couldn't decide. I could not decide between the two of them. Um, yeah, I supported them both from both their early ages. Um, and they've supported me. And I just thought, nah, like, screw it. No, it's in a back-to-back. Let's just crack on and just see what, see what happens. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I rocked up on the 17th, which was everyone's faces were hilarious. So obviously I have a bronzy on and I was like fully tanned. And everyone's like, what are you doing here? I'm like, oh, um, just waiting for a mate. Like, stumbled. They're like, oh my god, you're competing. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I can't really hide, I can't really hide your life. It's secret like, side. Yeah, pretty much when your stark is in the tanning tent, I think that's how I know at that point, don't they? Um, but yeah, so just did that. Um, I really liked Newport actually. I did, I supported there um, two years ago. I think that's when I first actually um, started properly talking to Helen 
another athlete. Um, but yeah, I just really loved and knew the theatre and I just thought, right, go on, why not? So um, yeah, we ended up doing, I did three categories actually. I did athletic bikini, diva, and I did beach body because I didn't, I know this is a big thing if you listen to this, different federations, their, their bikini class can be very different to someone else's bikini class what they want for condition can be very different to another federation. So I, because I'd, it'd been so long that I'd been out the game and also, you know, you get to prep where you're like, I don't really know where I fit. I just thought it's actually not that expensive. I think I only paid like 30 quid per category, which is nothing really. So I thought, right, I'm just going to, I need more stage time. I'm rusty as hell. I'm just going to go into it. Um, so I did beach body, athletic and diva. Didn't place in athletic at all. Didn't get first call out. So obviously, it was just definitely not there and I was like yeah class sound um but I won diva and I won um the beach body I think I was more surprised about the beach body <laughs> I was there was to this fair there was another girl called Scarlett um who's got so much potential um mm. and she looks amazing how funny is this right we were both wearing a, the same black Georgia rose suit no way yeah, she had two men, black rentals. And we That's a lucky rent. bikini, that black one. It's very lucky, I think. <laughs> I think so. Um, so, yeah, placed first in both of them and then went into the pro um, the pro show in the evening. And I remember saying to Joe, look, but I'll only do a pro show if I, if I win. And I, I said that because I thought it's not going to happen. It's fine. And I've kind of said, put my, you've know, said it all out there. And then when I won, I went, oh, God. <laughs> We're going to do it then. I was like, yeah, I didn't think this was actually going to happen, but I was thinking it's fine. Like, it's a three-hour drive. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, got into the pro um, categories and got second in the beach body, and I won the diva pro as well. And then I got third in the overall. So Same. Matt Thomas has got the most hilarious photos of my reactions of every single class. Because and can I just say that in our group chat, they've, several memes have been made of these reactions to you winning because you're just so like, what? <laughs> Animating, right? Mad. <laughs> like, I was in complete shock about every, every single one, like total t- mad. Hmm. What a way mad. to return to the stage is all I can I say. know. It's crazy. So we finished that show at 10 o'clock. And I was like, oh, my God, we waterloaded as well. And Joe, like, oh, God, this is going to be like a long journey. Um, and we didn't actually, we were meant to play, meant to play, we were meant to be at this hotel in Dartford. But our ETA was like one o'clock. And I was like, oh, this is hard. So luckily we stayed at Leon and Isla's. Mm-hmm. But then I got no sleep. You know, when you're having that, you got on that much behind the journey. Had loads of caffeine the whole day as well. I didn't sleep at all no sleep whatsoever came on my blue period and I kind of sat there and I thought you? oh my god <laughs> I just thought I don't think this is gonna go well tonight <laughs> when you've water loaded you're trying to rebalance all the electrolytes and whatever how mm-hmm. many periods you can't sleep I'm thinking mm, it's not really looking good <laughs> so um yeah I woke up in the morning after like two hours sleep and I just I didn't feel great but I thought no crack on yeah, I'm still happy, like, I'm happy still to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, FitX didn't place. However, I can tell you hands down, after doing that many categories the day before and having, like, I guess, more stage time, 
I went on to FitX and I felt the best I've ever felt with my posing. Like, did not give a fuck. Like, full on sass. And I really did feel like my best, even though I knew that I wasn't looking my best and I definitely wasn't going to do well. Um, it was still so invaluable just to get myself on the stage again. Um, like, you were there as well. Like, it was such a good day. Yeah, your stage presence is amazing, though. It really, really always stands out. Thanks, uh, lineup. But do you think then from FedEx, what was it then that was different about NFM? Because obviously you did so well the day before. Like, do you think it was the fact that you maybe looked a bit depleted or a bit flat because you were competing the day before? Or do you just think the criteria was completely different, what they were looking for? That's a really good question. And I think it's both. Mm. Honestly, think it's both. Um, I think I definitely looked better the day before. That happened the next weekend as well that I did when I did the back-to-backs so yeah I, it, I definitely look better on the Saturday also I I don't want to say FitX is like PCA I think Darren will kill me, <laughs> will kill me. but then you know it's very similar yeah. in a way the, the quarter turns everything like that I wouldn't I think the main difference is that FitX like yes they want condition but not the level of condition that PCA one I'd yeah. say that's probably the bit main distinctions but yeah I think like Generally speaking, I just don't really fit that typical criteria mm-hmm. as well, mm-hmm. um, which is fine though. Like, it's cool, and this is why and it was so. Do you know what was really good about that though? For the industry in general, when that weekend, right? I'm going to do some goss, right? That That's weekend, <laughs> I had a few. I wouldn't say a load of people, could be. A percentage of people that um, were trying to shit on my parade, and everyone does it for it doesn't matter, whatever, whoever you are. So, there are going to be some people that are just going to, their ego is going to come out a lot on show weekends and show days. And you've just got to be, just remind, remind yourself of what I'm about to tell you and just say, look, this isn't you, that's them. And that's their ego playing havoc on them and winning, basically, and taking over. Because I had some people going, you shouldn't do why are you here like why are you at an nfm why are you at fitx like shouldn't you you shouldn't really be competing with them and i was saying well i i trust the judging and it really doesn't matter like it really doesn't matter who you are you will be judged the way you are meant to be judged mm-hmm. most federations you are judged the way you're meant to be judged there's no bias there's no like favoritism like it is the way it is and i'm so glad Actually, out of all the shows that we could have done, I'm kind of glad in a way that FitX, after judging with them, being so involved from the start, didn't place. It just shows it doesn't matter who the hell you are. If you're not good enough, you're not what they're looking for, they will not judge you. Like, yeah. And that's that. <laughs> so I feel like taking myself out of that equation, it was such a good indicator yeah. um, because it w- could have been easy, if you think about it, it could have been easy for them to go, oh okay we'll just we'll throw a fifth we'll throw a sixth did even do that so it was a good experiment to show people that because like there obviously is going to be talk because you're on the judging panel and people like oh there's gonna be favoritism they're gonna look at jasmine because she's on the judging panel and on the day they were just like we don't care it's nothing to do with who you are it's all about what we see on stage and who fits the criteria Like, it's not personal. That's yeah. that's a big thing, right? It is not personal if you don't place. Like, it's yeah. fine. It is the way it is. And it's funny, when I came off stage, everyone went quiet backstage. I went, no, 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 don't get awkward with me, guys. I was like, it's fine, it's fine. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Because they weren't sure how I was going to react. Yeah. So I was like, look, 
I've I've not won before. I've not placed before. Like this is not new to me. It's it's cool. Like it's fine. But yeah. what was interesting was a couple of people that were saying those weird things. As soon as I came on stage, were then being all chatty with me, and I was thinking, hang on a sec. You've been so off with me all weekend. <laughs> and now suddenly you're like, oh, it's fine now. I'm like, oh, for God's sake. Because I remember it. Because like when we were obviously watching um, in the auditorium and when you didn't place, I was like, okay. I went over to you afterwards and I just wanted to assess your reaction. So I first just went up to you and be like, how would you feel? And you were like, fine. And I was like, okay, we're fine. Because obviously like I didn't want to react in the wrong way because you, like you might have been upset but you were just you just took it on the chin you were just like you know that's just not what they wanted and I'm absolutely fine with it you know I did really well yesterday today wasn't my day that's fine and you were so like logical about it which is funny because usually in that kind of situation you'd be really emotional and really like like driven by those, those emotions but you were just so rational about it and like I really respected that I was like really like I respected that a lot the way you handled it was really really good I appreciate that because at the end of the day, right, it's like, because I've been on both sides now and I'm so glad I've been on both sides. You wouldn't want someone, like, it's kind of disrespectful to the people that have placed above you. Yeah. Because you're kind of saying, that's mine, when actually it's yeah. not yours. Yeah. And vice versa. Like, when you do well, you don't want someone to be rude either. And even, like, you know, the first, like, the person such people that weren't very nice, I still went over to them and I was, congratulations, like, well yeah. done massively deserved because it is um yeah. because it is the end of the day and when I looked at the photos like do I like was I kind of gutted yeah of course I was but at the same time I kind of knew that my glutes and hams like they kind of they they either throw me off the panel completely or they kind of don't like because of the cellulite and like for me that's always like a big thing on my head going oh am I gonna be able to hide it blah 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 blah, blah. like is it gonna play ball and it sometimes it plays ball it's great other days it doesn't play ball and when it doesn't play ball it's usually when it's the first thing that's like you that's what needs to be improved so I kind of knew that going into it mm -hmm. um but now I sound man like to, I, I just thought I'm not gonna let this fitter completely like deter the whole weekend because I have I have never placed first and I've placed first three three times in one show and I was like come on like you know, anyone else from the outside would be like, I forgot to say it, just shut up. So kind of, that's what I did. That's the conversation I had in my own head. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely. I'm right. just so happy that everyone was there. Like, it was such, it, you know, I appreciate it so much that everyone came. Like, so they're the things that matter. It was like, right, guys, let's get a photo. Come on. Like, so I just thought, I'm not going to let, like, my bad experience put a shit on everyone else when they travel, <laughs> pay the money. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. just not, it's not the way to do things, in my opinion. So. Yeah, that was such a nice day, though, because I have obviously hadn't seen you since the Laura Sky shoot back in July. And it was also the first time I joined, like since joining the Physique Collective that I was with the group. So it was just so nice to like, see you and to be as part of the team. And I, I was going to go to that show anyway on my own. But then the fact that I had this whole family to be with was so, so nice. It was, it was a really, really nice day. Yeah, it was good. It was good. I think Joe was more gutter than me, actually, to be honest. I was like, Joe, it's fine. I was like, I was acting even more fine. Even though I was fine, I was acting even more fine because I could tell Joe was really gutted. I think that yeah. weekend, yeah, that day he had 
Joe Ballinger missed out on his pro car by one yeah. point. And then um, Scott Swench got fourth in an invite. And I was like, babe, it's fine. I did the worst, but I'm okay. So don't worry <laughs> about it. Everyone else did great. They didn't get what they wanted, but they still did good. Okay. So I was like really trying to be like, Joe, it's fine. <laughs> Yeah, that was a rough day. It just for him, it was a, a lot of emotion because they were just like result after result after result. And it was just, I'd say he must have been just really overwhelmed by it. Yeah, I think so, bless him. But it was funny, like I said, straight, it was funny, straight away, Joe was like, what do you want to do now? And I, being completely honest, I kind of like, was like, right, okay, post-show, this has been a while. And I just full on panicked about diet break, diet break, we're going to a diet break. And just like, okay, cool. So like Monday, I kind of like, I'd say it's completely off, but I kind of sat there and I was like, hmm, not really feeling anything like in any way. Like I was fine. And I kind of thought, okay, maybe I kind of panicked from this diet break. I'm actually all right to keep going. But that was my instant reaction to do. It was like, right, diet break. Let's just see where I am before making any decisions. Hmm. Um, so yeah, from there, I knew I kind of had to bring in a bit more conditioning and stuff. So we just went straight back into a deficit. And I, at that point, had no, I still had no plans. Like there was shows obviously on the calendar, but I just thought I'm just going to keep dieting and just see where the calendar is, where I sit, where I land and kind of just like roll with it from there. Like looking back again, I really wish they did a two bros, um, like the like the mid October, really yeah. wish they like start to mid October because again, looking back at photos, I'm like, oh, I was probably my sharpest in condition um, with that. But again, like, is the way it is. But basically, we kept we kept rolling for one, two, three, four, five weeks. Like after there was another show weekend. Now that show weekend had about five or six shows on at the same time, and. Honestly, I could have got any, I felt like I could have chosen anything. There was like UKUP, Miami Pro, um, Battle of Bedford and NFM. So obviously I loved the show experience for NFM. So I knew loads of people that was competing at that show. So I really wanted to give that a go. But there was also Battle of Bedford the day before on the Saturday. Um, and obviously Joe was sponsoring it. I was going to be there anyway. And I loved the show from two years ago. I love Matt. So I was like, oh, for God's sake, I'm stuck in this bloody predicament again of having to choose. I thought, well, let's try something different. The locations are close to me. They're like an hour. So it's not as if I'm going to be dealing with a three-hour drive or anything like that. I said to Joe, do you know what? Let's not water load this time. Like, mm -hmm. let's just throw that out the equation and see, right, let's see how that works. They always say, if something doesn't work, I'd try it again, but a different way. Just to double check. Mm -hmm. Just to double check that it's not, it could be the way, or it was, you know, it could be the way, or it maybe isn't the way. Yeah. 100%. Like some people can deal with back to back shows, I think, pretty well, like their physique holds. I've just learned it doesn't really work <laughs> for me personally. Yeah. Um, and I think I would have kicked myself if I wouldn't have tried it again. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we did that. <laughs> So Battle of Bedford then, we were all there again because of the Physique Collective we're sponsoring it, so we are there to support you again, so that was really nice. Um, so you did, is, was it just normal bikini? Is that what the category's called? For yeah, I wasn't young enough or old enough to do anything else. Okay, so just bikini, and you won that one? Yeah. So that was another win, so that was cool. That was um, mad, because um, it was such a long day as well. Like, 
guess so, it, yeah, it was the last you weren't on till like what like half seven or something it was yeah late yeah it was mad 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 long um but yeah it was funny because everyone else had already because I'd done like masters or novice or done other classes and all done really well kind of sat there going well this is either going to go one way or the other but it's fine I'm just going to crack on um and I've never worn like the bright blue before so I was looking forward to kind of doing like a different look and everything like that um and on the day they so the criteria on the website and stuff said two bros posing um but the judge started calling quarter turns and it's funny it's interesting like loads of people started panicking and I was a bit like why are you panicking like generally speaking it doesn't matter what federation you go for you should be constantly practicing everything in my opinion um because you never know when they're going to pull something out and you need to kind of go into your toolbox and go shit what have I got what have I got what have I got um the only person I felt bad for was the beginner because I thought right that's her first like you know she's yeah. first time I've read to, to the T that's the only person I felt bad for I didn't feel bad for anyone else <laughs> um but it was good though because it was like it was in you're never really going to get an opportunity like that to kind of do all that posing at once with the same condition same look mm. same show mm-hmm. um so yeah was like really really happy like to- I was very shocked with that one as well um got an invite to compete in Holland which I didn't do in the end um but yeah that was great that was great and um actually got to get Joe to get up on stage which was quite sweet yeah I got the pictures then of you guys it was so cute I like that was really nice that was cute so yeah like even though it was a longer day I was only down the road so it was perfect um and because I was only doing the pro show in NFM I actually didn't start my day to like one o'clock yeah which was like ideal so I managed to get a really nice lie in um and because we didn't water load like I didn't feel too bad I still felt a bit but not like as bad if that makes sense um so yeah I went in for NFM I did the diva category again um and I did the beach body again so the yeah the beach body and the diva category was like 50% bigger (laughs) both times um and during a big show yeah massive show and it was interesting actually because backstage I thought oh I've got a feeling just I can't I was really tempted to go pull me out of beach body so I just yeah. thought, I kind of just looked at my physique and kind of went mm. I wasn't that like hyped about it but yeah. I was like obviously I was like diva boom boom I'm really excited let's go um but yeah beach body I didn't place and I'll be completely honest placed dead last because it was four girls mm-hmm. um was it four girls no might have five or six but yeah, anyway didn't place um and then diva there was about 10 of us got first call out now this is interesting actually because the way they were doing the judging I literally thought in my head I thought I've either won this or I'm placed fourth or fifth mm-hmm. so it's really funny it's really interesting I kind of was like because I think cause I've judged I kind of can tell when you're pulling things and why you're putting certain people so yeah. remember when I was they were putting people in and out I literally thought in my head I've either won this or I've got fourth or fifth so I got um yeah first call outs and I didn't actually ask but it was fourth or fifth yeah um, and uh, do you know what that's the only one I can honestly say I'm a slut I'm a bit gutted I didn't get at least third like generally just because I really I love the bikini I actually love the look um but again like it was a much bigger lineup like much bigger lineup and after I left that show, I honestly did feel a bit like, ah, oh, ah, oh, like I am a bit gutted. I'll be honest, it's the only one I can generally say, yeah, I am a bit miffed. What However, did you pause then? What did you ask for feedback on? 
Yeah, so um oh, what were their feedback? Oh, they thought my feedback, uh, so they thought my posing at that show was a bit too thought out. And really? I was I guys, I was I would be I would be fair with that. I think I was maybe slightly too much in my own head. I probably wasn't smiling as much. So I was trying to do a bit more like sultry sort of vibes. And um, so maybe that kind of threw things off slightly. Um but I remember just coming from that show thinking, oh, I really don't know what to do now. Mm. I really didn't know what to do. Um, it's funny at the show, everyone's like, oh, well, you're doing two bros. You're going to do like, you're going to do another show. I'm like, guys, I actually don't know. They thought I was lying. I was like, no, no, I'm actually being deadly serious. I'm not lying. Like, I honestly don't know what I'm going to do. Um, so I kind of just said to Joe, look, OK, so the next weekend, so the next choices I had was like two completely polar you could say completely polar choices. There's either two bros or there's purely. They were the only two I had in my head. Um, and it was funny, a lot of people at NFM were saying, oh, you're going to do two bros then, you're going to do two bros. Like that was an automatic thing that was coming out of people's heads. Mm. And I was like, oh, I don't, I really just don't know what I'm going to do. Um, and I said to Joe, right, if we're doing two bros, what would I have to do? And he goes, well, you'd have to eat five meals um 30 grams of protein and some veggies I went yeah and he went yeah that's it and I was like oh <laughs> so okay. like a, a protein sparing modified fast basically yeah I know I hadn't done any of that like this whole prep so I was like oh okay that's fine and I was like what about I said right I'll try it then because I just thought oh I'm just gonna test myself here so I tried it and then I kind of was like really in my, in my, inside my own head. And I thought, what do I really want to get out of these next two weeks? Um, and I started to think, right, I definitely knew the seventh, that weekend, regardless, is going to be my last show. Like, I just, you only kind of feel it. You're like, right, I know I'm definitely going to be done after this. And I thought, well, what's the, and Joe go, actually Joe said to me, like, what's the point of doing two bros then if you're going to do a pro qualifier? You only really should be doing two bros if that's where you want to do what's that's what you want to do long term like yeah. in in your own competing like journey or whatever you want to call it hmm. and I literally, it sounds really like corny but I remember just sitting like in this office and going mm, like what if I go back yeah there's lots of pipe there's a lot now people know I'm competing like, there's a lot of people that will like say oh you should do this I think you should do that and like there's a lot you can really get kind of swept up with that so I just pulled myself back and I thought, right, what do I, like, what do I really, really want to do? Like, long term, if I'm thinking five years, where would I be happy? Like, on what do I actually want to be doing? Um, and I kind of went back to, down to, like, again, sounds corny, but, like, my values, where, what, how I started this in, in this industry, and what was I really looking at? Mm-hmm. I was looking at, like, goals and stuff. Now, I was looking at WBFF, Mammy Pro and Purely from day dot, mm-hmm. day dot, all the time. That was like my thing that I always looked at. And I kind of thought, why? I kind of felt like, I, and I looked, I thought, hmm, have I like steered away slightly from that? Um, and I just thought, you know what, screw it. Like I've always looked at Purely, always had them on the radar. Um and I've heard good things about them. And I just thought, oh, do you know what? I feel like I just need to do another, same way I did Mary Pro, kind of just go, oh, sod it. I literally had that, like, in me, go, oh, just do a sod it. Just go for purely, no expectations, and just throw myself into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was so interesting, because I remember putting a poll up, two bros are purely. 80% said 
two bros, 20% said purely. But what was interesting was the people that knew me really well said purely. Mm-hmm. The people that didn't really know me very well said two bros. Now, I could be like, you know, come conjuring ran- random like theories in. I, think I said two bros to be fair <laughs> I think yeah I think you, you flip quite a bit to be fair but like when I was speaking to you but most people I think want to said two bros because it seems to be like you know you could say like the bigger one you've got the pro card you've got this but I kind of sat down I thought you know what like I know some people really want to go for that and go for their pro cards in IFBB but personally for me that's not my goal mm-hmm. And like, I think some people are a bit like shocked when it's like, oh my God, someone doesn't want to go pro. Like, yeah, some people don't, they actually compete for different reasons. Um, and for me, I felt really at home with the diva style posing. And I, it really dawned on me at NFM when I was doing beach body and I was doing the pose and I thought, mm, I just want to get on diva. I literally just want to do diva right now. Um, so yeah, it was a good one for me because I just thought this is really where I want to be going long term with stuff. So, yeah, I feel like I'm rambling. I'm so sorry, but I did um, did the purely. It was my birthday as well, so I thought, wow, perfect. I can literally have it like my birthday weekend and all that sort of thing. Um, purely ended up being my most expensive federation actually when I did all the totaling. Interesting. Yeah, I think it was you more international model as well with the game, didn't you? <laughs> okay, let's talk about international wear. I did that as well. <laughs> right. So this is the funniest story. And I'm really hoping no one listens to this. But <laughs> in the sense that, right, in fashion model, it, it was like a last minute entry because I had an evening gown anyway. Hmm. So I had that sorted. Why did you have an evening gown? Because I originally was thinking about WBFF. Oh, okay, fair. So I already kind of knew ages ago the sort of gown that I'd like to wear. So hmm. I kind of had it. I already bought it. And I thought, right, if I don't use this this year, I'm just going to have it anyway. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just thought, well, I've got the evening gown around. I haven't got this theme wear sorted. And I was looking on like on everyone's Instagram. So I thought, oh my God, these girls spend spend peas on this. Like they're crazy. They're all these wings. I thought, I've got blooming a week and a half, not, not even that. I have no chance. So it was the weekend of Halloween. So I thought, hmm, Halloween. So I started looking in the back of my chest of drawers, right? You know the stuff from ASOS that you don't really return, but you're thinking, I like that. I'm going to wear it someday, maybe to a photo shoot. I don't know. Randy started putting out all this like black lace suspender, like leather, all this like real like gothic stuff. And I thought, oh, okay, this could work. So I had like the top and the bottoms done. I had the top from Primark that I don't even know when I bought it. It must have been a five or something. My ASOS bottoms were in the sale for again, like a fiver, but they were like jeweled. They had the lace. And I thought, right, this is a really good baseline for something. And then I thought, oh, so I've got some like black shoes from like my the fabulous pleaser brands that I've just bought years ago and just they've been in the back of my drawers. So of me, I found them. I thought, oh, they're black, right, perfect. And I thought, Halloween, Halloween, black, gothic, feathers. Went on freaking Etsy, got some random like black feather shoulder piece. I thought, oh, okay, that, that could work okay. And I messaged Georgia saying, Georgia, you know that black bikini you got me? She's like, yeah. Or made for me. She goes, I said, have you got any spare like jewels or something? She goes, yeah, yeah, I've got loads. I went, perfect. I had to top up the bikini anyway. So I just sat literally in this office on my random mannequin, gemming my own like outfit. And I just thought, this is so DIY. And so like, <laughs> I just thought, this is again going to go one way, 
or the other. And I turned up, there was 25 girls in this international models class. And I sat there and I was like, oh my God, these girls have gone in. And I started talking, I was like, oh, so how much have you spent on this? They're like, oh, 300 pound, 500 pound, 1,000 pound. They're like, what about you? In my head, I was like, 50 quid, 50 quid. And I went, oh yeah, a couple of hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just thought, this is too funny. And I just, I can't tell you, purely I had like zero, like negative numbers of expectations. So I just thought, I have no idea how this is going to go. And like, I had these suspenders on, right? So I was walking on and I thought, crap, I've not put them on tight enough. So I was having, I thought, right, keep hands on hips, just put the hands on hips. It was one of those categories where in my head, I was like having some really funny dialogue. So I just thought, this is a memory that you're just going to think back to a few years time and go, do you remember that time when like you just complete, I wouldn't say winged it, but I definitely was like a last minute saloon with it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, to place third out of 25 for that, I was, I was gobsmacked, like absolutely gobsmacked with that yeah. one. That's mad. Mad. And that was the first place. And so I thought, I said to Joe, you know what? I'm happy. Third place with that. I'm just like, I was so Cheshire cat. It was mad. Um, and yeah, I did fitness model and I did bikini as well. Mm. Again, had no idea where I fit in the, in the federation. The kind of like, I would say fitness model is kind of the step up. So I thought, right, screw it. I'm just going to go in. It's fine. And what was interesting was the girl that won NFM, Shannon, completely amazing capacitor. She went in for the same ones as me as well. Mm-hmm. So I thought, oh, this is going to be interesting to see like where they split us because I'd say structurally we're fairly similar, but she's a lot more conditioned than me. Yeah. Um, so bikini model, I placed first out of, I think, 12 or 15 or something mad. So I was like, what the hell? I was completely shocked with that one again. Um, and then fitness model, I got fifth out of, again, I think 12 or 15 girls. So I was really shocked with that one. Um, fitness model, again, this is why it's so important to practice every single pose in your entire life, even if you think you're rubbish at it. Because they said, oh, does everyone know the power pose? I thought, what the hell is this? <laughs> and then I looked at Jade Alexandra, who's like the person that called it. I thought, oh, it's her, the pose that she did. And I thought, oh, my God. Well, I tell you to do a certain pose when you're on stage. I don't know, but fitness models are like, I don't think they could pull pull us apart or call it. So they're like, oh, does everyone know how to do the power pose? Ooh, I've never actually like ask you for a specific pose like that. That's interesting. Mate, in my head, I was laughing. I thought I might as well just walk off because I've got like, you know, five foot 11 girl over here. I never, you'll never, ever, ever, ever see me do a front arm pose. Because Jade's, Jade's power pose is whopper. Like she is stacked. Yeah. <laughs> sick on her. So I'm sitting there, freaking Kate Moss vibes. I'm like, <laughs> do my power pose. And I'm feeling like an absolute idiot for what? Jazz, just, 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 just go with it. Just go with it. It's fine. And I came off stage laughing. And I just noticed Joe going, lol. That's what <laughs> Um, yeah, to place fifth in that one, I was just thinking, what? Um, but yeah, so the pro category, we went in for international model. Again, there was about 15 girls. Um, and then the pro bikini, which I think maybe was maybe like 10 or 12 again. Um, so yeah, I didn't place in the international model round, but the wings were bigger. Everything yeah. was bigger. And I was pro like, level international model is something else. Like, it's just outrageous. Mad. Yeah. Mad, mad, mad. Um, but yeah, I won the bikini pro, which made me the world 
champion or something else. That's insane. Oh, my God. Especially when, for me, like, you know, I've watched the Amelia Tanks and the Lovins, like, win mm-hmm. that, and I'm always going, oh, they look amazing and all this sort of stuff. Um, and to win a tiara, I've never won a tiara in my life. And um, Jasmine is an absolute idiot and started, what's, what's that guy? Is it Stuart? Yeah. Stuart. Oh, honestly, they did such a good show. But I went up to them and I feel like I'm right embarrassed myself here. So I went up to them, I was like, oh, so when, when do I give this back? And they looked at me. <laughs> They're like, Jazz, you, you don't, you keep it. I was like, nah, nah. I was like, you're lying to me. I get to keep this. Like, yes, Jazz. Uh, like, this girl's obviously never won anything or tiara. <laughs> so cute. And I was like, oh, oh my God, thank you so much. And I like, hurried off and I felt like an absolute idiot so um that's so funny I'm not probably thinking yeah like what who was that girl but no it was such the atmosphere was great and um, it was a long day again there was no yeah, that's the one thing that that I'm that is difficult by purely is that they do all of the awards at the end so even if you're very very first on you still have to wait to the end of the show so I kind of wish they did segregate it a little bit with awards every so often yeah, I do agree with that actually. Um, but they did international model results first because then everyone could get changed and stuff. But yeah, I do think potentially that would probably work better for yeah. them. Um, but yeah, the, the atmosphere was great backstage. All the general, all the pros were really friendly. Um, like I was trying to like rejig things and sort stuff out, like with my model outfit and with this and with that. And everyone was just so nice. Like all the pros are coming up like, oh, do you need help? Like, are you okay? And I thought, oh, that's actually really sweet. Like, they're just kind of sitting there by themselves. Do you know what I mean? Like, they don't really need to help yeah. little old me. But um, yeah, it was actually so lovely. So lovely. Um, and the photos were really good, actually. Matt Marsh takes them. Yeah, photos. I like the Pure Elite photos. They're quite nice. Mm. Uh, ours were a bit different because when I, well, I've done Pure Elite twice. My first ever show was Pure Elite in Margate, which yeah. is where you were, wasn't it? In the Margate Winter Gardens. That was my first one, but the I did the Dublin one, which was the first ever one in Dublin. Um, and it was in the Helix, so it was literally down the road from my house, so it was really handy. It's the first time I've ever not had to travel for a show. Um, but I think that was just an amateur show, so I don't think there were any pros there. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was fun. But yeah, the, the lighting was a bit different there. So I preferred the shots from the Margate because they're a bit more colourful, whereas mm. the ones in the Helix were all very kind of like black and dark. So they probably weren't as bright and vibrant. But, um, but yeah, to go into that one, I was just like, I was like laughing out of shock. I don't know why, um, but it was like, it was honestly couldn't have, it was such a lovely weekend. And like the bir- my birthday was so chilled, went on the beach, just got a coffee and then I got my hair done somewhere. Then I went to get my tan done and I just sat down, no phone, no nothing, just watching films. And I thought, oh, this is so bliss. Like, so nice. It was so lovely. So even like before I went got on stage and before everything else, like I was already so happy and just in such a good like headspace. Yeah, that's um, really nice. So yeah, it was such a nice way to like to end on a high. Obviously, like was lovely and like for me personally, I felt like when I came off NFM, I just I felt like this bikini has just not had justice. Like yeah, because we have to take a moment to talk about this bikini because. Jasmine wore the most like incredible bikini I've ever seen and Georgia made it and it was this diamante black crystallized bikini that almost had this like web across it it kind of looked like a spider web it was I remember do you remember when I saw you I ran upstairs to NFM and you would just put it on I was just like 
and I like screamed and I just hugged you and I was like oh my god like, and then Georgia was there so she saw my live reaction she was like oh my god I can't believe my bikini had that reaction it was incredible like it was a, a work of art mad the amount of reactions like I wish I filmed them all to send them <laughs> like when she showed me it in the studio she she actually filmed my reaction I was just speechless and it actually I was no joke speechless for a month I've never you know you just have those some bikinis that like completely take your breath away you just have no words to get out like how you feel and how grateful you are for it like yeah. it's absolutely mad I remember saying to Georgia ages ago like Rihanna rock star vibes for yeah concert. That's oh, I literally what I said to her. I didn't even give her my measurements. I gave her nothing else. So the fact that she did that, mad. Like, I didn't actually want to take it off. I didn't want to give it back to her. I was full of like, oh my God, this bikini. Like, you know, you just you, you just think there, there couldn't have been like any other bikini in the world that would have fit, fitted me in that way. Like with the, the design and the black and just everything, man. Like, no, I've crazy. never seen anything like it. It's, it's like one of a kind, honestly. It's stunning. She said to me, um, oh, I don't, and no one else is going to be able to wear this. I was like, no. I was like, you put that as a rental because I want people to feel the same way that I felt wearing it. Because it's yeah. just... That's so funny because um, obviously when I did my last season um she created my diva bikini for me and then when I was at NFM supporting you I was in the bathroom and someone came out they were wearing it I was like oh my god my bikini's getting out of their wear and I was like so happy that they were able to it was able to live on and get like more time on stage and everything I thought it was just like it's nice because like it's a shame like the amount of effort and time it takes to create these they're they're masterpieces like they're worth mm. art and for them to only get five minutes of stage time and then never to be seen again like it's a real shame so I'm yeah. really glad that Georgia's kind of started to um, market her her rentals a lot more because it's just so nice the way like like that black that other like the plain black bikini that oh, it got its fair wear this year because everyone wanted to wear it and it's just nice that it has so many times to be seen and worn and appreciated. It's so much cheap, like it's cheaper as well. If you want to wear multiple bikini looks and like the whole season, yes, you could probably spend what four or five hundred pounds on one, or you could spend that same amount of money but wear like four or five different ones. Like, how sick is that? Like, yeah, I definitely would do that for my season, just wear lots of rentals, just so you can get, yeah. get loads of different pictures, you get loads of different looks, and you can try loads of different styles. And it's just like it's kind of fun to be experimental. It's funny because if you if you see like the the american like ifbb pro bikini they are so by the book they'll be like this is my color i will wear it non-stop and they'll never change whereas yeah. when you're like an, on amateur level and you're just doing it for the craft you just want to have fun you want to switch it up you want to like just change things and, and be a bit different each time but the, when when you're at the pro level and you're real serious about it you're like this is my color and i'm sticking to it and you wear the exact same thing yeah. like ashley k like will always wear red because she knows it suits her and it works whereas I love like just being experimental. Yeah, it's so much fun. Like I just don't see the point, especially when she's got rentals like that. I'm like, if I'm doing like one where I just need like not like a standard, but you know what I mean, like the plain sort of style, mm-hmm. easy, easy done. But I actually saw your um yeah that same diva bikini you wore. This kept happening every single no joke every single show I went to, I kept bumping into someone that was wearing a Georgia Rose bikini rental. Yeah. No, no not planned just was like oh I recognize that and the same thing happened to purely or never go was wearing the blue style diva rental that you wore oh, yeah I love that one I thought so the thing is like because I know like diva is kind of your 
calling in a way but I loved Diva when I tried it but I still don't know if it's definitely for me but like I just love wearing those bikinis and I love that posing and everything it's just like it's just so nice to be be able to be a bit more creative and experimental and be a bit more ornate with your yeah and stuff do you know what I find as well it's always been like this um and I'm gonna go on a bit of a rant I'm gonna be honest go for it rant I feel like there's this massive, do you know, like a few years ago, that was like bodybuilding versus CrossFit, meal plan versus if it fits your macros. Like everyone feels like they have to choose a team and one's better than the other. And it's like, I feel like bodybuilding style posing and federations kind of look down on the fitness fashion and vice versa. And like, you know, people don't really give either one the credit that it needs. And what frustrates me sometimes, I'm going to be honest, is people kind of looking down on the diva style of fitness and fashion. And I'm kind of want to say to them, I challenge you to do it because the, there's difficulties on both spectrums. I've been that both. I know the difficulties. But if I feel like with fitness and fashion, if you're not confident, don't good luck trying to get a place in. If you aren't expressive, if you aren't flowing, get well, good luck to be honest whereas I feel like with bodybuilding what's good for is you in a pose you in a pose doesn't matter how nervous you are you will stay in that pose and it kind of can help you with the stage nerves whereas if you're doing headlights and you get nervous and you're doing fitness fashion posing it massively massively impacts you whereas if the bodybuilding style posing especially like you know the two bro style you've got a front and the back as long as you can hit that front and back you're not needing to move you're solid you're in it and I feel like to do the fitness fashion posing and do it well is very, very difficult. It's probably a lot harder than what people put it credit for because you've constantly got to keep moving. You've got to move just enough, but not too much. You've got to smile just enough, but not smile too much. Like you've really got to like balance a lot of things with the fitness and fashion stuff, um, if that makes any sense at all. So I kind of get very annoyed when people like, like rant about it. And same, I don't like it when you know the fitness fashion like rant about bodybuilding and like you know they've got to come in more conditioned well that's that's the way it is but there is difficulties on either side yeah so I think it's like basically just be nice to everyone and don't like everyone's decision is their decision like not everyone wants to do bodybuilding not everyone wants to do fitness and fashion but what it's definitely shown me this year is there is a reason there's though so many different federations now because they accommodate and cater to so many different type of competitors like a few years ago there was only a certain type of competitor whereas there's so many now like it's so accessible which I think is really really cool um great that you can now cater to all kinds of competitors because no two people are the same and everyone has their own style so it's nice that you can find a federation that suits you like we've talked about this before because in your previous season as well as this one you've been quite experimental with your categories your federations all this kind of stuff with different criteria and I've been the same my last season and my first season I was quite experimental I tried just a bit of different things because I still don't feel like I find my federation so I need to be experimental and try different things try different looks try different categories feds to find where I fit because it's not as easy as just like oh you do bikini do any show because they're all so different you know yeah definitely got to try as many as you can like I still feel like I'm kind of I feel like I'm definitely itching towards one part of the spectrum but Mm -hmm. like I still kind of want to delve into those federations so like 
you know, it's probably not no surprise, not not a surprise, but for me, the fitness fashion diva. That's, yeah. that's personally where I feel the best. I feel like I look the best as well. Like I can come in very, very, very conditioned, but it just doesn't suit me. And I actually don't like the way I look looking like that. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think sometimes it is important to kind of see where, like, yes, you're trying to hit a criteria and you want to do well. But for me personally, with my own values, where I sit, like I'm not willing to compromise those just for a federation now mm. so it's like right that's the fitness fashion sort of style federations yes you still need to come in like lean you still need to be in condition but it's not the level of condition you need to be for a pca or two bros and that's personally i, I know where i what how i where i fit and where i how i like to look for stage and i can generally say every single stage photo this year i'm generally proud and happy of them even fitter, like every single one. Whereas 2018, look back at them and I don't actually like them. Didn't mm. really want to post them because I just came in, I came in the way that I thought I needed to, not the way that I actually wanted to. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And I think like what's really important that stood out to me with you even before this season is when you were talking about previous seasons to me, like your values are really important to you. And you just said to me, look, I've been X amount of pounds on stage where I've been very, very, very lean. I don't like that look. I don't feel comfortable. That's not me. So I'm not going to do that again. I don't want that. You know, so you didn't succumb to the pressure or the expectation or like the peer pressure about what you should look like. You're like, I'm going to come in how I want to come in. I'm going to do the shows I want to do. And I'm going to, I'm going to achieve a look where I feel my best. And then therefore I'm going to act my best on stage. I'm going to perform my best as well. Yeah, so true. Like I said to Joe, my cutoff point was um, when I was getting to like the high 130s, I was kind of saying to Joe, mm, like we, if I said to him, I thought, <laughs> what should I say? I was like, I feel like we're going to repeat 2018. Let's stop here. Yeah. That's literally what I said to him. I, we were getting to like 138 and I was like, nah. I looked at him and I thought, no, it's too much, too lean. And I was putting away from where, how I like to look, mm-hmm. being honest. Um, but yeah, like, you know, that's not for everyone. And I don't, I, I would never want someone to kind of say, oh, this is the way it has to do it. No, like, that's just, I've definitely learned throughout this process, my values, how I want to do things as a competitor. And like, I had to really make sure that my own competing things, especially now is for myself and not my business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whatever happens with that, where, with the business and how it links to me is whatever. But I really wanted to make sure, and that's another reason why I kept it so quiet is I wanted to make sure, do I compete still for me? Mm-hmm. Cause I didn't know. I honestly had no idea. Um, so it's dead. Yeah. I feel like hands on heart, all my decisions from the way I looked, the choice of the federations I went for, everything was a hundred percent for me. And I can hand on heart say that. Um, but it's hard to, it's hard to do that sometimes. I think in this industry, when you've gone for so many years and you know, there's trends and people want you to do this and think you're going to do that. Um, but I generally am so happy with what I did I'm happy that I kept it to myself most of the time <laughs> yeah. I felt like I I was able to keep in touch with myself quite closely yeah um, so yeah 
I feel like I've rambled so much. In this <laughs> I told you, I was like, okay, I have a list of topics. Where realistically, we're going to go off on a tangent and we're not going to use any of these topics. So, but they're always handy to have just in case. Um, yeah. What I did want to talk, like just touch on um, was kind of your approach transitioning away from this prep and this dieting phase now into an off season because I know you have started to kind of repost some things on your podcast about you know your off season uh body like body image and body perception um and how to approach the post-show period because it's it's something that it might get a little bit easier each time you do it but it's still a challenge and every single time you do it is different and brings different challenges and different hurdles that you have to face um so I just wanted to see like is there anything you learned from last time that is helping you this time what's your approach how are you feeling um and then what kind of your plans are into the off season now cool so forward we could do a whole different podcast there's a whole different podcast I have to get you back on for this bit it's all good um so let me start I'm trying to think where to start first right 2018 was awful for me um however I wouldn't take it back wouldn't take it back at all because you always think everything happens for a reason blah 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 um but yeah I took a long time out um and then one big reason was to make sure that I was fully sound before I went back in because there's I I'm seeing people that you know, they haven't even got out of their post-show period yet and they're already, already going, yep, going next year. I'm like, hun, you haven't even recovered yet. No. Like, what? I already know that I'm, I might potentially consider the end of the year, but most likely I won't. Most likely I'll do early 2023. Mm-hmm. When I've been telling some people that, they're like, oh, really? Like, they're full-on judging me. And I'm like, who the hell are you to tell me what to do with my body? Like, let's just take a moment. And like, for me, realistically, this is why Joe is so good. Like he's a very good, logical, sound, rational person. Because he said to me, right, so if you're going to take, what, a couple of months to recover at least. I was like, yeah, let's just say January. He goes, okay, let's just say January you recover and you're fine to go. Then when would you need to start prep for shows again? Oh, probably like May or June. He goes, okay, so you've got five to six months of off season. How much progress do you think you're going to do with that? And I was like, uh. <laughs> not that much yeah like not that much so if you're listening to this like seriously do not feel pressure to have a decision straight away even to have a decision at the end beginning of the next year because I didn't coming into this year I didn't know still when I, when I was going to compete and what I was going to do or even if I was going to do it at all um so just don't feel the pressure to like go straight in when you might need to you might need to sort out some shit right you might need to sort out your relationship with food. You might need to sort out your health. You might need to get your period back. There's a lot of different things that will need to take priority and that's okay to do that. Like it is perfectly okay to do that. I think that's what annoys with this industry sometimes where it's seen as like a anomaly to like prioritize those things and take some time out. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, if you need to take three years out, you take three years out. Don't let anyone tell you differently. And like, I'm so glad I took that time out for me because within those three years, I managed to really get a good relationship with food again because it did get wobbly in 2018 in my post-show experiences. Like my hunger levels were all out of the shot. Hormones, everything was completely out of shot. Um, And what was so good for me was doing three years out, having a whole year, at least a year and a half even two years I think of just like eating intuitively you could say eating to hunger 
like you were there the whole time with me with through that and mm. you know there's difficulties and struggles I had with it that was yeah, a really hard time. I remember it so well. That was such a hard time. <laughs> a really, really but if you hard think time. about then, Polly, there's no chance I would have been able to do what I've done this year without oh, that. Yeah. And without doing a diet that didn't lead to a contest prep. It was just a diet for myself, a lifestyle diet. You can I think call that it. diet is what gave you your self-belief back because you realize I can do this. Like I can get myself out of this and I can feel good again. And that kind of gave you the, the self-belief that you could do it. A hundred percent. Like I didn't want the pressure of like having another prep, like because I just thought I'm. I feel like I was still a bit too new and a bit too like. You know, the wound was recovered, but it could have easily ripped off. Mm-hmm. Um. See, a hundred percent. Like that diet phase I did during lockdown was just like the biggest self confidence booster ever. Like I did all the photo shoots again, and like the big thing. And yeah, you know, I was with Cal during that time, and I'm always grateful for Cal for pushing me into photo shoots again because I remember showing him a photo, and he goes when's the last time you did a photo shoot? I was like, oh, ages ago. He goes, why don't you do them anymore? I said, I just don't feel confident enough to do them. He's like, right, that's the goal. That's what we're doing. And little did he know, like, what freaking thing he unraveled, because now I just do them all the time. And I just remembered why I love doing them. But what it also helped me do um, was show me where I like to sit outside of bodybuilder Jasmine. Where does Jasmine, not just bikini girl Jasmine, where does she like to sit? What does she want to look like away from competing? Because if it's going to come a time that you won't compete again, like, and you want, you need to be able to kind of have that lifestyle, rational mind, a normal mind, I would say, I hate putting quite on quite normal, but like, where do you want to sit and where, how do you, how can you happily look without this? And that definitely helped and showed me, right, this is actually where I like to sit. It's kind of in between. And it's cool. <laughs> um, so yeah, coming into this post show now, having that experience has definitely helped me. Um, because yeah, like I'm definitely got more weight on and everything like that. But I already know the goal. I know where I want to co- go back to straight away because I know I'm happy there. There's no uncertainty of oh, how am I going to feel? I know how I feel there because I felt bloody great there. So yeah. I know I can come go back there safely. Whereas if you've gone only one side to the coin to the other, then of course you're going to have a uncertainty between the middle bit because you've never experienced it like it's always been like a kind of passing thing you've never stopped at that station you've just kind of gone straight past it so that's definitely helped me with this post-show phase now because I'm like oh I know I'm going to like and I know I'm happy there so I'm kind of happy to kind of go on the ride and not resist it Mm -hmm. um it's been weird actually so the week after um Purely, I did a photo shoot with Georgia. So I wouldn't say I like stopped the way I was eating, like just for that shoot, but it was that week. Yeah, that week I had like loads of birthday things to catch up on because everyone wanted to see me. So I would say every single evening I was pretty much out with someone, but it's not my first rodeo. I've done this a few times before. So I was like, right. I think I ate like three of my meals in the morning, or not in the morning, three of my meals like before I went out. And then if I wanted to have the cheesecake, or wanted to have this or that, then I did. If I felt full, then I was like, well, I'm just gonna have a chicken salad and just sit here. <laughs> and that's fine to do as well. Um, so I've kind of just, I wouldn't say I've stuck like religiously to like intuitive or meal plan or macro or whatever. I've kind of just gone day by day, sometimes hour by hour with like, how things have been 
Mm-hmm. And it's been fine. Like, yeah. it's weird. It's weird how fine it's been. Mm-hmm. And it's been like, um, Hannah wears, it's like, shoot, because how are you in fair share? I was like, yeah, sound. And it's just weird to say that. Like, yeah. my water retention's definitely been up. Like, I've definitely been holding on to quite a lot. Um, but yeah, it's generally been cool. And I've been so busy with everything else. Um, it's just, yeah, it's been strangely fine. Like we went away last weekend, no, last week as well. Um, kept, we were walking loads, kept the activity really high. But I didn't, I think what I did, what I think really helped me, was I didn't put pressure on myself to stick to plan or not stick to plan. Yeah. I kind of was like, right, I love my first meal in the morning, my cream of rice and my protein and everything like that. I'm just going to have that. And if Joe says, let's go out, cool, we're going to go out. Um, but yeah, I didn't put so much pressure on myself to eat a certain way that day. It was kind of like, right, I'm just going to ride with the punches and kind of see how I feel. Um, I haven't actually weighed, to be fair, I, Joe, you kind of get to that point of post show where like your, your stomach, your digestion as well is going really funky. Like I can definitely feel it now. Like it just feels really hard. Yeah. So I'm just like, well, if that's happening, and I've been having like off plan. Is it logical to weigh myself? No. Like, yeah. Because for me, I've learned that if I just weigh myself, stress hormone kick in. And when you're stressed, you're gonna respond differently to things, and you're gonna act differently to things as well. So I just thought, right, I'm just not gonna weigh myself. And I've been back on plan for the past like three, four days, mm. not weighing mm. myself. But I just, I just know from my past experiences, the moment I weigh myself and that scale goes up that's going to make me more food focused, which yeah. is then probably not going to help me to stay on plan. Whereas I just kind of ride with it. Cause I know that if I ride with it, it's going to be fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, generally speaking, weirdly, I felt fine. And I know I keep saying I felt fine. Um, but I, I think what it's definitely shown me, which has been really nice is that, you know, you can bounce back from bad situations in bodybuilding you've just got to give yourself enough time. And I think that's where people go wrong is they want, like, yeah, they're having a bad experience. They want to get over it as fast as they can. And they just think, right, go into a diet. That's going to sort me out. It's not. <laughs> it no. won't sort you out. You need, like, as much as that experience is tough and it's hard and I've been there, now looking back, everything in my time sequences, I feel like it's happened for a reason. And I think the reason why it's happened the way it has for me is because I gave it time. I didn't put a time frame on anything. I didn't put a time frame on when to start dieting. I didn't put a time frame on when I was going to compete again or finish competing. I kind of rode with the punches like as much as I could. Um, and I know that's very anti-bodybuilding because I think a lot of times we want to have a plan, we want the goal, we want the date, we want the time frame, we want like the five-year plan where sometimes like that doesn't happen. <laughs> and yeah, it's been the best way for me. So um yeah I'm gonna stop rambling again I don't know why I'm in this place I'm so sorry you're the guest so I've had you on so you can chat so it's fine but what I was just going to say is that I think an important thing that you kind of touched on is that a lot of people feel that if they constantly prep and then come out of prep and then go back into a prep and then come out of prep and go back into prep they never actually have to face any of their demons because they just 
you know, sweep them under the carpet because they don't have to deal with it because they're not ever going to go into an off season. Whereas it's a very scary thought to say, okay, I'm going to take a year off. I'm going to face reality here and I'm going to have to tackle everything I've been afraid of, everything I'm anxious of, the weight gain, the body image issues, all of this stuff that I've been just kind of pushing to the back of the closet, hoping that I'll never have to deal with it. But you need to face it eventually because, as you said, you won't be competing forever. And there will be a point that you'll step off stage for the very last time and you'll be like, shit, I've never dealt with these emotions before. And that's going to be so much harder than if you tackle it now. That would be, God, can you imagine that? Like, that's just burying, 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 burying. It's just going to overflow. But we know people like that. I know people that just are going into prep after prep after prep and they call it they say they're in off season when really they're just in this like tiny little recovery phase where they're reversing for a little bit and then they're back into a prep again and they never actually face the off season, face the weight gain, face the period they need to invest to recover and to actually improve. Like yeah. it's, it's a vicious circle kind of. Um, yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. So it is. Um, I think a big thing for me, like I don't know if I want kids, right? I think I've, me and Joe spoke talking about adoption. Like that's the only avenue we thought of. But I don't know why I've always thought of this. Like, do I want what I do in bodybuilding to negatively impact people around me, and especially children? Because you know how like you know impressionable children are I have this real fear that something that I do that I'll maybe I'll react in a certain way or like you know that my bad experiences, my bad relationships, or things that I've both picked up. Mm-hmm. negatively impact like joe's little sister who's like 10 right now or something so i'm always really cautious of that because i'm like do i want that to negatively impact my potential daughter or my potential son yeah no <laughs> i don't want it to impact my normal friends um if they're having a bad day and i'm like sitting there like moaning about something when actually they're like shut up and they're making them making them feel self-conscious like i would never want my stuff to negatively impact others yeah. i think that's why it's yeah that's kind of a big thing in the back of my head always now it's like i don't want anything to negatively impact others so i have to make sure that i manage this the best way and be rational rational and be logical with it um because, yeah, there will come a point that long term, like, you know, you won't compete and you need to be happy with that. And you need to know how to not, you know, how to be, um, I hate saying it because my podcast, but that's why I called it that, not just a bikini girl or not just a bodybuilder and not just a competitor. <laughs> because it, it forms a massive part of your identity and I get that. But, yeah. um, but if that's all you're doing, you're, atta- you're literally attaching all your identity to that it's going to be really hard when you take a year out or if you take you can don't compete again because then who are you after that so I think that's why for me it's really helped me understand who I am both in and out so I feel like I can kind of dip in and out now like I have no inhibitions about it but that was a big thing for me during these three years was like my identity in relation to everything um so yeah take time off man like it's fine yeah (laughs) I can speak like from my experience as well like i accidentally taken a long time out um to the point where I find this kind of the main thing I find is hard people come up to me all the time and say do you still compete and I'd be like I'm not retired like it's as if people like oh she used to compete back in the day I'm like yeah because like by the time I plan step on stage next it will be three years as as same as you Um, and I didn't plan to take that off I was meant to I last 
completed November 2019. I was planning to take 2020 off and then come back in 2021. And then loads of shit got in the way uh, and that didn't happen. Um, but I do think, as you said, I've learned a lot from all the, the stuff that's got in the way. And like you did, I did like a lifestyle diet this year. It started out as a prep, but it ended up being a photo shoot slash just lifestyle diet. And I think that was the best thing for me, not just to kind of give me purpose again and, and show me give me that self-belief because I was in the same place as you I was in a really bad place in my body when I started so it gave me my self-belief back and my confidence back but it also showed me like you said because I didn't get stage lean I probably was maybe I probably ended the diet around four or five kilos above stage weight but it made me realize god I feel amazing at this weight. I was so happy with my appearance. I felt great. I felt I could wear whatever I wanted. I was so confident at the photo shoot I did. I was so, so happy with how I looked. But I know that Holly post-show, if she had gained up to that weight, she would have felt obese and she would yeah. have hated herself. And I did when I was that weight. When I, when I was that weight on the way back up, I, I couldn't even look at myself in the mirror. It's just mad. Like, so I to have that realisation really helped me because I was like I don't need to be shredded to be happy because realistically no one's happy when they're shredded you know so true so so true and like you know I know this is about me but like for you like god you've come on so much like this those that time out yeah so so much and like you're in such a I feel like you're in such a good position now for next year like so so much and I feel like this it's been such a big year for you in so many ways but you've taken the time out and yes it's been tough but god the progress you've made is mad not just like physically but just like mentally as well with yourself so I think so I'm so ready to get back on that stage now like I just can't wait like even like supporting you this year and seeing everyone on stage what's funny is like I've talked to this on the podcast before the very first no the second show I went to to support this year was La Familia uh, Two Bros mm-hmm. and I find that the hardest show like I had to leave because I was crying like I, I find it really emotional because I was just like it's not fair why are they up on stage why are they able to get lean I can't do it why can't I step on stage it's not fair it's not fair and I was like blaming the whole world and everything like that and then I kind of had to give myself a talking to and be like it's just not your time it's their time it's it'd be your time next year it might not be their time you know it's not all about you it's their day it's not your day shut up basically uh, so then the rest of the shows I went to I didn't even really think about myself because it wasn't it's not my day and it, my time will come but it, my time isn't right now and that's okay because I'm putting in the work so that it will be my time and yeah. I'll be happy with what I bring eventually when the time does come so you'll come so fast trust me no. I feel like the last three years have just like flown and I feel like doing all these shows like being involved in different ways whether you go and support or whatever like it just shows that you can still like you still kind of get the fun stuff like I've you know I've done so many tans I've gone to like many of your shows I've judged now like I feel like I've never really been away if that makes sense like even when I was being the athlete for the day I still was like oh like I could easily just jump in and do some tanning now like it didn't the, the perspective for me didn't change at all um, yeah. which was quite nice like I can see the pros and cons and to be honest everyone has a long day it doesn't matter who you are if you are on show day you have a long day so yeah yeah it's tiring um but yeah I don't really know how to end this but it's just, I know I feel like we've 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 covered a lot to be fair we've done very very well I've gone through your whole season and your whole post show and everything like that so no I think 
it's a very good place to end it potentially so thank yeah. you so much for coming on I really appreciate it and yeah I definitely really enjoyed listening to the whole story because I, I was there for some of the time but obviously we didn't get a chance to properly catch up so it's nice to kind of hear your thoughts and yeah. hear what you crazy, think. Crazy 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 but I think I hope it shows people just freaking try over federation every category and just give yourself time that's the, probably the biggest things I could say from this podcast really. I think the main thing that people forget to do is to just have fun and just enjoy it and just don't it's not that serious for most of us we don't do it full time and it's not our job so like just enjoy it and have fun because it's just it's just a it's a it's a hobby at the end of the day so just just enjoy it and don't take it too seriously exactly exactly chick but thank you so much to everyone that's listening um and yeah your star babe let everyone know where they can find you in terms of your business and your podcast and your personal account and all that stuff. God, so which, uh, sorry, I have, do you know, I'm that person that has like a stupid amount of accounts. Do you yeah, know? I was um, going to list them all. <laughs> list them all. Um, so yeah, personal is Jasmine, Julia, Jeffrey. Um, podcast is Not Just Bikini Gal. And then there's Compact Men and Compact Women as well. Personal, expect a lot of dog things. That's what I have to say before you decide to <laughs> yeah if you want to take jasmine on you have to take all the dogs on as well it's just exactly come as a package a package deal <laughs> so true so true babe well thank you so much for coming on the podcast and thank you to everyone for listening uh do check out all of jasmine's pages and everything she gets up to because she has a lot going on and she's incredible and I feel so grateful to have her both as a friend and as obviously my my sponsor as well so sorry who are you <laughs> where did you come from Holly <laughs> so yeah you guys know where to find me anyway I'm at Holly Davidge on Instagram if you ever want to drop me a message or have any suggestions for topics or anything like that I'm always my DMs are always open for stuff like that and if you could share the podcast if you tune in and tag me on your story I will repost it and I will say thank you because I'm always very grateful when you guys do that um and Jeff thank you so much for listening and we will speak to you soon bye